You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the Fly Eagles Fly Sports Business Podcast, The Sport Effects. Now, I think that's totally unfair. Go on, because I didn't give the Chiefs any love? Yeah, there's only two teams, and you know, and you mentioned one of them because you like the slogan, or I, I don't understand. Why would you leave out the Chiefs completely? Much like the Empire State Building, Scott, I'm just we'll that, that, that overwhelmed by how good the Eagles played on Sunday. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, we are down to the final two, Eagles being the first to, uh, to clinch a spot in the Super Bowl, and then a few hours after, in a much better game, Scott, I don't know how much of them you, that you watched, but in a much better game, the Chiefs beat the Bengals uh, to, to get to yet another Super Bowl in the Patrick Mahomes era. All right, you know me. Now, what do you think I did on a Sunday during youth hockey season? Now, you know we had a game Saturday. Yeah. Sunday, there was supposed to be a practice. <laughs> Canceled. Everybody chill because, you know, this week we're headed down to the really competitive big tournament down in Florida coincides with all stars. So we're going down to Florida on Thursday. We have practice Tuesday, Wednesday. Coach said, take Sunday off. Do you think that I spent my Sunday off sitting in front of the TV screen? I'm going to say it's very unlikely. Very unlikely. I did not see, and I'm very proud of this. I did not see a single snap of either football game. I kind of followed on Twitter, saw what was going on. But I didn't see a single snap. It's really nice when the teams put out the we're going to the Super Bowl, you know, that final tweet when the game's over. It's nice. All right, okay. So the Eagle, my Eagles won. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we got a tight game in, you know, in Kansas City. Oh, Chiefs won. Okay. You know, and then I can catch up. I can see the hit out of bounds. And I don't need to watch <laughs> three plus hours of football for me to then understand, especially if we're going to be discussing the business of it all. Because frankly, I don't care what happens on the field. Yeah, two. Uh, I I don't disagree. I watched I watched most of the second game, which was a better game from what I understand than than, than, than the first one. Uh, some officiating question marks in the uh, in the, in that second game. I know a lot of fans were were very frustrated by how uh, by how that game played out. Um, but some takeaways here. You mentioned the business side, Scott. Some of the most valuable, at least the Eagles, top ten most valuable team in the NFL. We value them at four point seven billion. The Chiefs we have at three point five billion, good enough for twentieth. In the NFL, um, yeah, this seems like a last last year we had a matchup of of the of the Rams and Bengals, the least valuable team in the NFL, and in, in the Bengals and the Rams, who are top five. So slightly more parity on the on the business side of the ledger here for the NFL. Uh, we're going to hear a lot about the Kelsey brothers. We're going to hear a lot about uh, Andy Reid, who coached the Eagles for a long time uh, before joining 
the Chiefs. What are your business takeaways as we head into this kind of two-week off-stretch before the big game? That we have semi-long-term owners that got in at a relatively low price and have seen wonderful appreciation for their franchises. Yeah. That on a macro level for the NFL, not the worst thing that Joe Burrow didn't win and get to the Super Bowl, but he was on a marquee stage, plays well. That whole Joe Cool thing certainly did not take a hit. His his reputation takes another step up, and you figure like, oh, he'll be back one day. Meantime, you don't get a dud from the team that won. You get perhaps the biggest star in the league in Patrick Mahomes. So you've got a huge star. You know, Travis Kelsey, big star too, but we're, this is a quarterback-driven league. So you've got your huge previous winner, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and you've also got Jalen Hurts, another up-and-coming guy at the quarterback position that you're going to want to want. You're going to be hearing a lot about the marketing. I don't know if the NFL is going to love the angle the first time two black super quarterbacks are facing each other because it'll it'll just draw attention to the NFL and race and how perhaps there's still a lot of work to be done in the coaching and executive ranks. Did that surprise um, you? It surprised me that that we have not we, we have not yet had a Super Bowl with, with two black starting yeah. quarterbacks. That shocked me. Um, I would not. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Not shocked because it was always you know that just there weren't that many black quarterbacks and um, so to reach in the same year. Um, mildly surprised. I hadn't really thought about it. I hadn't either, but I, yeah, yeah, I, did, I hadn't I really, like, oh, really, I, hadn't, I just hadn't yeah. really thought about it, but I'm not like when I heard it, I'm like, Oh, that doesn't, yeah. Okay. It just, it didn't shock me. No. Uh, but from a, from a marketing perspective, from of course the global TV audience perspective, brand names, superstar players, uh, don't think the NFL I mean, outside of getting like, you know, the Cowboys against Tom Brady, I know that couldn't happen this year because he's with the Bucks. I get it. But uh, outside of getting sort of that kind of deal, the, the perfectly fine matchup. And as we all know, it's not like the Super Bowl is, is an entity unto itself. It's sort of it doesn't really matter. You're going to draw a whole lot of casual viewers to that TV screen. And you get a whole and lot Rihanna of advertisers <laughs> paying the six million plus bucks for thirty seconds. Although one of these days, well, you and I will talk about sort of how the ecosystem of ads has changed. Although my favorite tweet, I will say, Evan, was, and I don't remember which account, but somebody said, "I can't believe the Eagles get to go to the." And you know, of course, in your head, you're just filling it in, you know. But said the Rihanna concert, <laughs> which I thought was really, really good. Yeah, you know, because it is just as much the Rihanna concert as it is a football game. At some point soon, if we haven't hit that point already. Patrick Mahomes, I think, joins the category of the Tom Brady and the Aaron Rodgers. He's a Hall of Famer right now, and I mean from a from a from a fan and 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 ratings bona fide standpoint. That sure, the NFL would love to have Brady or have Rodgers in this game. I think at this point, yeah, maybe even already, Patrick Mahomes, by virtue of what he has accomplished in in his first six or seven years in the NFL, has become has hit that level already. So. Yeah, maybe it's it's not the Packers, it's not it's not Brady, but it is another one of these bona fide A plus list NFL stars. Uh, and the Eagles are a team that 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 Jalen Hurts could could be a future yeah, star. Yeah, I'm going to say he we'll could see. he could be right there too now. Who knows? And and it's a team that has, from a fan base standpoint, I think a really fun. We talked about this with the Phillies a little while ago when when Philadelphia teams are in the Super Bowl are in the in the World Series. Uh, there's there's kind of a there's a huge excitement, obviously, in in the city, but I think that does permeate nationwide as well. So I, I don't think the NFL is is at all upset about the way that the, 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 these playoffs worked out. Yeah, but Philly, you know, they don't want another second place finish. The Phillies were in the World Series, second. Yep. The Philly Union were in the MLS Championship, <laughs> second. Like so, you know, we, we I don't think Philly can handle another second place finish and. Uh, just one one note on the Eagles. When we talk about the NFL and diversity, it it always 
breaks down on racial lines, right? Take it, take a peek. If you haven't, folks, take a peek at the front office of the Philadelphia Eagles. You'll mm-hmm. see a lot of female faces there. Uh, you know, but leading the way in terms of get female voices in the front office of a football team. So uh, kudos to them for for getting there and and for at least uh, promoting the women into positions of power. And the success on the field certainly means that. Well, from what I've seen in the NFL, it's a, it's a copycat league. Whatever somebody's doing to win, everybody else tries to follow. Without question. Well, there, there you go. You can expect to see now, I would say, more women in the front offices of NFL football teams. Hopefully that hopefully that, that bears out. You and I will both be uh, on the ground for the lead-up to the, the Super Bowl in Phoenix next week. So we'll Did you have book more. our Airbnb yet? Did you book I it? I did, did not book our Airbnb Oh, oh my God. We're, we're, uh, we're staying I, outdoors. You and I are play. sleeping under the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring, bring a tent. It'll be, uh, it'll be cheaper. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on that, would you please? I will. And, all right, but we do have to talk about because it's just so much fun. I mean, this this is about as sports radio driven as you could possibly <laughs> get, which we usually stay away from. But there's a reason why I did jump on the Empire State Building Twitter feed last night. And it was because the parent company of the building is a publicly traded New York real estate trust. And after the tweet, it was down two bucks or two percent it was yeah, down two percent let's explain Not what two bucks, it was down two percent what happened well yeah. let's explain yeah so after the game the twitter feed of the empire state building which i'm if i have to size and scope it and have to say kind of iconic new york landmark you know if you don't know what the empire state building is um was lit up green and the twitter feed was like in you know in celebration of the nfc championship of the eagles and right away, before the uproar, I mean, I saw it pretty quickly. I don't know why I saw it, but I, I saw it pretty quickly. And I'm like, this has to be a joke. This is the parody account. This is a-. And then I'm looking I'm like, no, no, no. This is the Empire State Building <laughs> Twitter feed. I'm like, the New York Giants, big blue, New York Empire State Building, right? Justice Synonymous, big rivals with the Eagles. No way anybody in New York is celebrating the Philadelphia Eagles advancing to the Super Bowl, I assume every Giants fan then goes and roots for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then slowly but surely this drumbeat of not only Giants personnel, but then other departments in, in New York City government were like, "What are you insane? Like, what is this? And again, it, it did dip 2% at recording time. It had recovered those losses this morning. Maybe some <laughs> sensibility came back. But Man, I, I mean, I have not listened to WFAN today, but I can imagine this is a good two or three hour discussion. They're getting people on just, just, just bonkers. What are you doing? Does the, as I tweeted, does the person in charge of that account uh, and whoever runs the lights, did, have they never heard of you know, Joe, Pisarcic, uh, Joe Pisarcic, Harold Carmichael? And then I, then I brought it up to like more modern. Maybe they don't even know Bill Parcells and, and Lawrence Taylor, for Christ's sake, lighting that thing up green and congratulating the Eagles. I find this to be, I mean, we talked about this earlier. I, I, I find it absurd that anybody cares about this. And I understand there are Giants fans in New York that don't want to look at the skyline and see the colors of their rival. But this is a, it's a building and it's, a, it's, the it's not a the, building. It is lights. not. No, 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 no. I get it. It is a it, building. It, by definition, <laughs> is it a building? Yes. But one would not, if I size and scoped the Empire State Building, you're not going to say, hey, New York building it is a landmark that is so identifiable with this city a global landmark iconic that represent that means new york i mean you see that you think new york so it's not just a building 
if if you are a New York sports fan and you are big mad about the colors on the Empire State Building, I would say that you need to find something else more important to focus your frustration <laughs> and, and your anger. <laughs> this is an absurd thing to be upset about. And social media just makes this worse. I, you probably follow the Empire State Building account. I, I do, do too I do. because it's do. cheeky and they yes. kind of always kind of pushing the envelope and they have a, trying what's to the, be edgy what's the, and the relevant. New Starbucks, the Starbucks Reserve? Yeah. I, maybe I have the answer here. They recently okay. opened a Starbucks reserve Interesting. in the Empire State Building on similar the ground colors, floor. Similar colors. Maybe the dude was tweeting after having a few at the bar. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yeah. the lighting director was coffee, but, but you now, know it would be but, funny. But now it's alcohol. There, there yeah, you go. I just find this to be and, and the outrage, other you mentioned other agencies piling on. This just felt like exactly the kind of thing that social media is so obnoxious for, which is to find something that is innocuous and turn it into a big deal just by virtue of being able to to pour on top of it, uh, but at least to try and diffuse it all. Once it began, it began to snowball. the The colors were changed to red in honor of the Chiefs. Yeah, and then <laughs> with a tweet that switch. was like, "This hurts us more than it hurts you." And then finally, a, a two word end it all from the Empire State Building. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> that person was like, "Ooh, I didn't think I'd be working this late." <laughs> yeah, it's very know, but, funny. But it's not the only bit of. What I don't want to call sublime, ridiculous, a little out there thing that happening that's happening in New York sports. Uh, Mr. James Dolan went on TV, uh, brought a handheld piece of paper with him, and <laughs> he, he's got himself a little debate going on uh, that that involves the MSG liquor license, and he said, "Maybe I don't need to sell alcohol at MSG." This is one of the more bizarre interviews I think I've seen a, an owner of a major public sports team give in the past 15 years, Scott. As you said, a 20-minute interview he did on, on Fox New, Fox 5, local uh, affiliate uh, in the morning last week, touched on a range of things. It, it started with this discussion about facial recognition software, and for folks who aren't aware, Madison Square Garden has drawn some heat in the past few months because it is using facial recognition software to bar lawyers who work for law firms that are involved in litigation. Not just lawyers, anybody. Anybody who works anybody for law who firms, works at law firms involved right. in litigation against Madison Square Garden. And not just, by the way, wait, wait, not just MSG, but also ancillary owned properties. There you go. Radio yeah. City Music Hall. Like I think the story was the mother took the daughter or whatever. And he was going to Radio City. It's like yeah. all of a sudden gets flagged by the software. Exactly. And uh, obviously there's a lot of people that are concerned by that, feel like it might be a civil rights violation. Jim Dolan does not feel that way. Um, he, he opened up by talking about facial recognition software as if it was akin to when you walk into a room, Scott, and you recognize me or vice versa, we're using facial recognition software in our heads. It, it is a very bizarre interview, but the weirdest part, and, and I would recommend people watch it because I was I, I, I read about it and then I watched it and it took it to a whole other level, is the part that you're talking about. The, the, the state liquor agency is apparently probing MSG because of this policy, feeling like it may violate part of the rules of having a liquor license, which is providing equal opportunity to purchase to, to, to all types of people. And Jim Dolan said that to, to stick it to the state liquor authority, he may pick a random New York Rangers game later this year, decide not to sell liquor at all. And at all of the places uh, where they do sell liquor in the stadium, he was going to put, and you're right, he printed out and, and held up this sign 
that had a, a photo, the contact information, phone number, and email address of, I believe, the the, the, the man who runs the head of the authority, it's the head of the, the head of the state liquor authority, asking fans to to call and email their frustrations to that person. Uh, I find that to be so absurd, so petty, beyond the fact that this is a publicly traded company, Madison Square Garden Sports. Um, this is someone who theoretically as an officer of that company has a fiduciary duty to the finances of that, of that entity would be taking money out of his own pocket and taking money out of shareholders pockets as well to do that kind of publicity stunt. So much of this just seems so bizarre to me, but I was taken aback by this is the second most valuable team in the NBA and, and first or second most valuable team in the NHL, depending on how you slice it. These are billion dollar franchises. I was shocked to hear him talking like this. Ah, what do we say? You got to own the building, own the network, own the team. You know, are you okay with facial recognition software for security reasons? Am I? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just for just it's the problem is I got a beef with you because you work at a firm that's suing the entity that I own. Absolutely. I think that's an issue. Yeah, I I got it. (laughs) I think that is a big problem. And if I was a state agency in a few different ways, I think, yeah, I might have I might have some actual issues with that. There have been tax breaks, you know, always talk about MSG. Um, that they, they enjoy sort of uh, advantage tax position as well. Um, again, that's when you're when you're the big boy. Uh, when you're the big boy in town, these things happen, and Jimmy has a certain way of doing things. Like I'm not sure other owners would go the same route, but you know, this this is you know, confrontational has never been a problem for for Jim Dolan. It's also clear that he, I think, has a very different idea of the the public private aspect of of what the Rangers and Knicks are. Then I think a lot of other people would, right? He he talks about these companies as if they are private companies that he controls, and that is not entirely accurate, right? These are publicly traded companies, or the parent company is publicly traded. Um, so I do wonder if there are some shareholders that that t- took a listen to that and, and had <laughs> and have a, had a bunch of feelings as well. Uh, and this is someone we should say does not give interviews often, right? It's been years, I think, since. Jim Dolan did a, did a public interview, certainly a 20-minute sit-down in, in, in the way that he did there. So I'm always in favor of owners speaking more. I think you learn a lot from, from what they say and the way that they answer questions. And I do think it was an enlightening, uh, albeit a pretty shocking, uh, 20 minutes that he gave last week. I don't know. You know me. I hate it when we talk about these teams as public trusts in any way, shape, or form. They are... No different than the Walmart. They are businesses. I get it's publicly traded. But yeah, but there I are think shareholders the who control. Is a, is a matter. But there, but there are shareholders who have control. You know, there are and publicly traded companies <laughs> yeah. where you know somebody has a controlling stake, and whether it be for you know some kind of special designated um, share of stock or whatever it might be, he's got control. I mean, that's that's what it is. So technically, yes, it's publicly traded. Fact is, it's his. Yeah. He can he controls what happens with it. anyway. Um, I just thought yeah, in in the New York world to go from that as well as the Empire State Building certainly enough to be discussed all over WFAN. Uh, now back to our regularly scheduled sports <laughs> business programming. This I found interesting that Nike has an alignment now with Phase Clan. Now, if you're not familiar with Phase Clan, now I, I am having a focus group of one and sitting next to you. It's not just like sort of an esports team. Like when you think of FaZe Clan, you better recognize that there's like 500 million FaZe Clan players out there. And it's it's a lifestyle brand, right? It's clothing. It goes far beyond just, the, what is it, Counter-Strike, right? It's, it's far beyond just a game. It really has become a, a lifestyle brand for the younger demo. So it makes perfect sense for Nike to design a shoe that would appeal to gamers and that they would pick FaZe Clan to do it. 
I find Faceplan to be it's a really interesting company for for a number of ways. Because you're right, it's it's an it's an esports org, but in a way that stretches way beyond c- competitive gaming. And the truth is that it's very difficult, if not impossible, really, to make money off competitive gaming teams right now. You need to have all the other ancillary businesses, and Faceplan is the one of, if not the goat in that regard. They, they How did built, they cut through? You fought, you probably fought it longer and closer than I did. How did they cut through? Yeah, I think it is a mix of having the, the right people, the right personalities. It's also a matter of, of, of making really good and high quality content, which FaZe Clan does. It's partnering with the right people on the apparel side. I think it is a mix of just kind of having both having a finger on the pulse and also being able to change the pulse to a degree just by virtue of your of your size and your popularity. I think FaceClan re- realized very early on that they could they could be in these competitive sports, but the real way they were going to make their money was by streaming, was by ancillary e-commerce, things like that, by by content on pl- platforms like Twitch and pl- platforms like YouTube. And they've done really well. The other really interesting thing about FaceClan obviously is that the the company went public last year. Uh, and it is down fairly significantly from when it went public. I don't remember the exact numbers, but at one point it was trading as high as seventeen point uh, four to seventeen dollars or so. It's now under. Um, looking at the looking, looking at the prices now, it is now under a dollar. It, yeah, it's really, really, uh, really dropped off. So um, a lot of people in the industry were looking at Phase Clan as a publicly traded company to say, okay, this is a first, and really interested to see how public markets respond to a company that makes its money in in these ways and at least right now it has not been uh, it has not been a huge success but partnering with Nike is obviously the the kind of things that they want to be doing and and Bronny James yeah, LeBron James' son is the, the shoe, right. exactly the type of person that you want to be the person that that debuts that and if that could be the start of a much bigger relationship with someone who could be the most famous basketball player in the world in in, in 5 or 7 years that's also a really good uh, a good sign so the the big central question I think in not just esports but in gaming right now is how you turn massive popularity into a sustainable business, and it's unclear right now I think if Phase Clan is able to kind of do that in the long long term, um, but if if anyone can do it, it's going to be Phase Clan, and I think that's the reason why everyone's paying attention to that. We live in a world where it matters that Bronny James shows up at a game wearing these sneakers because hopefully then everybody on Overtime Elite will want to wear them and that'll go to all that that set. And we live in a world where somebody snaps a picture of Kim Kardashian in a Roma jersey mm. from like circa 1997 and you and I and also Asla Pelito, you know, one of the reporters on our staff, like our brains kick into like the high gear. Like, did wait, what's going on? I don't think that someone gave her this jersey as a present or i don't think that she's a roma fan from back in the day i immediately go okay this is step one of what <laughs> you know, what is the relationship between kim kardashian and roma what's coming next uh are we going to see this during fashion week you know the last thing uh, imagine if you had you know the dress with the lion heads and roma jerseys at the same time I, I just wonder if it was something. And so we, we reached out. And <laughs> Roma said, no, no, no. Roma said, we didn't do this. Like we didn't. She just, she's wearing this. And, but you know, darn well, they're going to look to capitalize on it because that is one big influencer right there. For sure. Yeah. And, and, and to go back to kind of the phase analogy there, it, none of their people are as popular as the Kardashians, obviously, but it is almost as if the, in this analogy that, that Roma and, and, and Kardashian work together, right? Like they right. are, they are both 
creating and, and, and helping to license and, and, and jointly launching these products. And they have some of the most popular people, influencers in the world of gaming to help promote it, right? So it's it's an entire ecosystem. And in a lot of ways, it is kind of a modern Gen Z social media business, right? And 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 that comes with obviously all of the of the scary caveats from a business standpoint. But as long as Faceland can continue to get get relevant, I'm, I'm looking at their page right now, Scott. Eleven days ago, they announced a partnership with Porsche. So yeah. it's it's not just the uh, up and coming young basketball players. It's also very established luxury brands that have been around for you know, for, for dozens and dozens of years. So they're trying to straddle a lot of different worlds and we're going to see, we're going to see how much it works in the, uh, in the long term. All right. Big word incongruence. Ready for this? Oh yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> so if I think Super Bowl advertising and I think of a brand that is by its own admission, seeking to get younger, seeking to reach younger customers. All right. Let's just start with, with the brand. And it's it's Bush beer. I, I I guess Bush skews older. I did not know that, but I know that now. And I don't know which <laughs> okay. younger. I have no idea. But it's part of AB and Bevin. You know AB. You know Anheuser Busch buys yeah. tons of Super Bowl <laughs> ads all the time. But they're going to utilize the Super Bowl, at least one of the ads, to attempt to get the consumer of Bush younger. Bush light. All right. Now, if I told you the mechanism by which they're going to do that is a recording artist. I think I could give you 500 guesses <laughs> and you would not get around to Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, I think 5,000 guesses. Is okay, 5,000. <laughs> yeah. You fair. would have run out of, of artists that you knew and then you all right, just tell me. I could give you, I could spot you the S and the M and, and, and you'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin Jr.? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex exactly. So they're utilizing her in an ad, and by the way, they used Kenny G last year. It was a lot of national ads, but it wasn't a Super Bowl national ad. Directionally, so what, I would say they're getting. They're I'm going to see if you see if you think you're looking to skew younger. I'm not sure Kenny G and Sarah <laughs> next, McLaughlin next are the year, way. Tony Bennett. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Well done. Right. Well, that's about as long high as you can go. That was really good. But they're using her song "Angel" to try and reach a younger, younger demo. And mm -hmm. here, I got to go to my phone because I actually. Uh, took a picture of the of the description. So I think it's oh, important to at least get the context. You ready? In the spot, a bush guy offers tips on how to survive in the wilderness, telling viewers to hold on, what are they? See, I gotta make it bigger, to seek out food and shelter. McLaughlin suddenly emerges from the tent alongside a wolf while Angel plays. She urges viewers to <sighs> quote, help helpless animals find shelter. A nod to the song's longtime use as a call to action to people who saw an ad in the 2000s advocating against animal cruelty for the British Columbia Society to prevent animal cruelty. The Bush guy moves quickly to end the confusion. I'm more confused than ever after reading that, but I love this. This is sports business at its best. What is going? Yeah, what? What is going on? It's funny because when 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 I 
hear this like the name angel that's what i think of i think of those ads with the with the very forlorn music in the background i'm not really the, familiar with the, it the, the, the photos, you, i'm not the, familiar with the song Evan. can you help our listeners there, i would I'm rather so, i would rather I, streak naked down fifth avenue than sing angel can't believe you i, I, have, right I sang i sang on two consecutive episodes <laughs> you did and if you would like to do angel i would uh, no i, would I, I, really, you for I had it. to go look it up to really if you didn't get me to the chorus i was like I was like, wait, I don't. Well, oh, yeah, the chorus, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, actually, people, you chimed in, and, and yeah, people who are old enough will, will remember it from the, they were ubiquitous. Well, those ads. There you go. It was the like slideshows of puppies to what, that you. But look what you just up. said. The oh, people I, uh, who are old enough. <laughs> I agree with you, Scott. I think neither this song nor Sarah McLaughlin have Natalie Merchant not available. Yeah, this is the Lilith Fair throwback, right? And I don't think that those names mean anything right now to to kids that are you know people that are twenty five and under. Maybe are we going to have to explain like? Uh, are parents going to have to explain to kids? Oh, well, you know, wait, wait, that's Sarah McLaughlin. And you see that with this all, I don't know. Maybe. Like, is yeah. there a floating QR code? Am I missing something? <laughs> yeah, it's on the wolf's forehead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, but hey, we're talking about it. So maybe it'll work for Bush Light. I'm very curious, really curious to see what happens to sales of Bush Light <laughs> in the ensuing, what, month? The first thing Dudes. I do when we stop recording this, Scott, I am going to see if I can watch this, if it's been released already. Um, and then I'll tell you if I rush to the store and buy a, buy a bush light right afterwards. All right. He is Eben Novi Williams on the Twitter, Novi underscore Williams. I am Scott Soshnick on Twitter at Soshnick. Our producer is Matt Whitehurst. Thank you very much, Matt. Our digital media editor is Cora Veltman. She loves it when I remind you that the show can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sarah McLaughlin Fan Club Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.